This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place where we tease apart what it means to be a conscious parent and a conscious human on the wild ride of parenting teens. I'm your host, Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline lead trainer, parent coach, and mom walking the path right next to you as I imperfectly raise my own two kids. Joyful Courage is all about grit growth on the parenting journey, relationships that provide a sense of connection and meaning, and influential tools that support everyone in being their best selves. As you listen in to today's show, pay attention to how grit shows up in the conversation. Also, if you're not already on my email list, I want to remind you yet again to join. I pop into my subscribers inbox with stories, podcast news, and offers just about every week. My hope is to make you laugh or at least relate and keep you updated on all the Joyful Courage goodness. If you're into it, go to joyfulcourage.com slash email and sign up. Signing up today will get you the seven tips for connecting with your teens. I'll share over seven days, seven different things you can do and put into practice that will make a difference in your relationship with your kids. Each day you will get an action step and some bonus action steps if you're feeling like a super overachiever. Again, you can get on that list by going to joyfulcourage.com slash email. Sign up and stay more connected. Thank you so much for listening. I am deeply honored to lead you. I'm grateful that what I put out matters to you. And I am so excited to keep it coming. On to the show. Hey, here we go. Here we go. It is September. Back from a summer break. I hope you all enjoyed August, a month where I revisited some of my very favorite shows from the 2020 mini summits here on the podcast. Some of my favorite guests, you listeners shared with me a lot of feedback around loving, revisiting, or for the first time hearing some of those conversations. So if you missed them, go back and listen because they're there, the August shows. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I... My whole family has been gifted with a summer cold just at the tail end here. Um, We've all had this crummy cold, which, you know, I mean, it's a little nerve wracking. It's 
a little nerve wracking in the time of COVID to get a cold, isn't it? Um, but my son was got the COVID test. He was the first one to get sick and it came back negative. So I'm confident that the rest of us just have what he had. No bueno. Um, so apologies if my voice sounds a little wonky. I'm really excited for what's to come this fall, you all. I'm excited for the lineup. I've been recording conversations and with really amazing guests, and I'm just really excited to share them with you. I also really want to be giving you what you want, what's useful, having conversations that are meaningful for you. Um, In the Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens Facebook group, I asked everyone to let me in on the topics that you are looking to hear discussed. So I want you to jump in there and find that post. I'll pin it to the top to share, like, what are the topics that you want? I'm even playing with the idea of maybe having some of you on to do some live coaching on the podcast. Would that be awesome? Do you want that? (laughs) You got to let me know. I'm here asking. I want you to jump in and contribute to that post so I know that what I'm creating is useful to you. And as I'm recording this, so it's Tuesday, the last day of August, it is the eve of the first day of school for my youngest, my 10th grader. And in a lot of ways, this feels like his first day of high school because, you know, the reality of the world we live in and online school last year, he did a couple weeks, but was mostly online. Um, And it was a mixed bag. His experience of online learning was a mixed bag. He's super social kid. So he really missed the interaction. He missed being around the people and in the classroom and walking the halls. Um, But, you know, I'm grateful he managed to do all right academically Um, And the whole thing kind of worked out for our family, considering um, the immunity challenges that my husband had through cancer treatment. As many of you know, we had an extra layer of, you know, COVID sparkle, which included my husband's diagnosis of multiple myeloma. He's doing really well. And next month, October, he'll be one year out from his big stem cell transplant. So we couldn't be more thrilled about that grateful for his health. Uh, Your kids are also feeling their feels, right? As they step back into school, I know many of them have already started. Some of them have yet to start. And today I just, I kind of want to focus in on that. I think it's really important for us to recognize um, that the experiences that our teens are having, the feelings, the emotions that are coming up are really valid. And it's up to us to support our kids in feeling validated by us. And that's what I want to talk about today on the show. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 
35 different meal choices and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes. Perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. So one of the traits of the teen brain, as shared by Dan Siegel in his book, Brainstorm, is emotional spark. It's this unique time for teens and their brains are just filled with extra emotional processing and experience. So the upside of that is that, oh my gosh, life is on fire. They're feeling all the things, excitement, anticipation, so much passion, right? They're feeling it's big, right? The upside is those exciting feelings are supercharged. The downside is there's an increase in moodiness and angstiness and being unsure of why they feel the way they do in the speed and the, you know, acceleration that these emotions can come up, fear, worry, embarrassment, anger, right? All of it, again, is on fire and comes big, big time. And for us parents, it can feel, well, like a whirlwind, to put it mildly, right? And so when we think about validating, what validating means is demonstrating, I love this definition, demonstrating or supporting the truth or the value of something, When I put that in the context of parenting, to me, it sounds like how you feel is valid, your emotional experience is valid, and it's valuable, right? Here's what our teens hear. Here's what kids moving into middle and high school hear from adults often. Well, all teens feel like that. All adolescents, you know, are insecure, um, feel 
uncomfortable with their bodies. Everybody goes through this. You don't know how you feel. Oh, it's the hormones. You won't feel like this forever. Just go outside, turn off your phone, take a walk, do yoga. Some of this I have said, so full disclosure. The assumption is that what they're going through isn't real and it isn't powerful. It isn't a unique experience that they're having. And it is so disrespectful, right? It's so disrespectful. What a disrespectful way to treat other human beings. Teens are flooded with emotion. It's real for them. And they continue to be in development of the tools that they need to regulate those emotions, right? I mean, aren't we all still in development of that? I think as our kids become our size or for some of us larger than us, oh my gosh, my son's 6'3", their size kind of skews our, um, the appropriateness of what we expect. And we forget that they are very much continuing through developing the tools and the skills they need to be contributing cooperative members of society. Just because they're big and tall and teens and not kids anymore, we lump them into, well, you should know this. You should be able to do this. Sometimes even, well, you should have mastered this. How dare you get mad at me? I want to talk about this because it's been coming up with some of my private clients because sometimes parents hear me talk about this, about validating, and they think that validating their child, their teen means that they're also validating the behaviors that can sometimes accompany the flooded emotions. And I'm, I'm here to say that we can validate their feelings without validating their behavior. And, and I'm here to take a stand for you and to urge you to remember that mutual respect, something that we talk a lot about with positive discipline, mutual respect is about respecting the person in front of us, the adolescent in front of us, while also respecting ourselves and the situation. So let's put this into context, okay? Your kiddo has started school, maybe they're a week or two weeks in or three weeks in, and they come home, they walk in the door, and you, you know, nonchalantly ask them to unload the dishwasher. No, they say angrily, why the F do I have to do that when you've been home all day doing nothing? Whoa, right? Whoa, that's aggressive. You have a choice in this moment. One, get worked up about the language they're using and meet their anger with your own, which we all know just levels things up, gets us more into the spiral. Or two, recognize that something must have gone down earlier in the day and validate your kid. Can sound like, ooh, sounds like you have had a tough day or you sound pretty angry. Now, your tween or teen will do one of two things. One, they will soften because they've been seen and perhaps let you in on what's going on. They'll move from their reactive state in towards a more receptive state and you can have a conversation, ask them what they need, make a plan for the dishwasher to be emptied at a later time. Or your middle or high schooler will continue to be in the grips of their dysregulated emotional experience and snap back some more colorful language or name calling, continuing to unload their emotional angst onto you. 
If this is what you experience, I want you to listen to what I have to say next. It is your responsibility to model personal boundaries. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. It is your responsibility to model personal boundaries. This is where you get to respect yourself enough to say, wow, you are really angry. I am here to listen if that's what you need, but I'm not going to allow you to treat me badly. I'm going to take a walk when I get back and we both feel cooler. We can talk about what's going on and then follow through and take that walk or do what you need to do to take care of you. People who struggle with boundaries are typical, typically people who had caregivers that struggled with boundaries. They didn't see the modeling. We have to model setting boundaries with our kids. And the key to this is to set these boundaries while you yourself are staying regulated. Positive discipline is not permissive parenting. It is not taking verbal abuse from our teens. It is not no expectations or responsibilities. It is also not commanding or demanding. It isn't about punishments or rewards. Positive discipline is about using kindness and firmness at the same time. Positive discipline is respecting the needs of the child. We do this by checking our own regulation and how we're delivering our messages and our tone while also simultaneously respecting the needs of ourselves and the situation. But what about the F-bombs? What about the dishwashers? I can hear you out there like, okay, great. What about these other things? I don't want my kids swearing at me and they have to do chores. Yes, you are correct. So back to the scenario, you take that walk, you take care of you, you circle back with your kid, knock on the door. Hey, can we talk? I can tell that you have some stuff going on that must be hard to hold. And then you pause and you wait. I know I've said this a lot and I'm going to say it again. I am here to listen. Now, side note, if you have been judgmental or critical or invalidating in the past, you got to own that. You got to own that and clean it up. Could sound like, Listen, I know that I have a tendency to want to talk you out of how you're feeling or act like it's not a big deal or tell you how you shouldn't feel that way. I'm learning how disrespectful that is. I'm really sorry I've been that way in the past and I'm going to practice being different. Pause. Your well-being is what is most important to me and I am here for you. Pause. What do you need most right now? Again, pause. Now, they might share. This might be enough to support them. And again, moving from reactivity to receptive. They might ask you to leave them alone. They might not want to share. They might apologize for the F-bombs. Listen to whatever it is they have to say and finish up with, I'm going to come back in after a while and we can make a plan for emptying the dishwasher. Okay? Now, a word about swearing and, you know, the language, the put downs that we use. So kids learn through modeling, which means the most powerful thing you can do to cut down on their swearing is to cut down on yours. I am a swearer. My husband is not. My kids swear sometimes. I don't get up. I don't get uptight about it. That's not 
you know, that's not the same in everybody else's family, but that's how it is in our family. When it feels excessive, we talk about it. Communication has to be explicit lessons and conversation, meaning as a family, when nobody is worked up, brainstorm what communication looks like in your house and then how you want it to look or sound in your house. How do all the members of the family want to be treated and spoken to? What does everyone need? And you can use a talking stick. Like, you know, everybody gets a turn. Say, you know, if somebody doesn't want to participate, okay, great, you can pass. But go around the family. What is important to you? How do you want to be treated and spoken to? Get an idea from your kids and the other people in your family about what they want and what they need right? And write it all down. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota and I am your host for the podcast No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Respect is really slippery when looked at through the parent lens versus the teen lens, right? So I hear a lot, you know, whenever I do, if you've taken a class from me, you probably know that I always start with the two lists. What are your current challenges? That's what we start with. Always, always on that first list, parents, more than one parent will say something about, they're so disrespectful, right? We do not want to be disrespected by our children. And we feel disrespected when our teens speak to us angrily right? When they swear at us, when they name call us. Teens feel disrespected when their parents dismiss that they're having an emotional experience, when their parents dismiss that their experience is valid, when their parent doesn't seem to get it. 
when their parent doesn't understand and doesn't make an effort to try and understand when their parent is critical or judgmental, right? That feels disrespected, disrespectful to teens. Both sides feel hurt and hurt back, right? So when this is your scenario, when this shows up and there's, you know, not great language and the community and we're meeting each other hurt to hurt, call a break, step away, disengage, just stop. Communicate outside of the moment, right? Talk about this as a family that when things get heated like they do, there will be a time out for people to take care of themselves and cool off. And when you have this conversation with your family, make it about you. I get so mad sometimes that I do and say things that I regret. Like that one time I said, you know, that you were lazy and I told you I would take your phone for a month. I didn't mean what I said. And that consequence wasn't something I wanted to follow through on. But then I felt conflicted because I said it in the moment right? We just don't treat each other that well when we're heated like that. So from now on, we're going to call timeouts. You can call them or I can call them. But whenever anyone calls a timeout, conversation stops. We all disengage. We do what we need to do to calm down. And then you ask the family, can everyone agree to that? And then you ask them, does anyone have a problem with that? Can we try it for a week and see what happens? Right? Can we practice? And maybe the kids play the parents, parents play the kids. I mean, I've got one kid that would be totally into practicing and one kid that would be like, uh, no. So (laughs) I'll let you see what happens with the practicing. Dysregulation is super real, ours and theirs. And really, more often than not, is at the root of so much conflict between teens and parents. We're trying to solve problems We're trying to come up with solutions, but we're dysregulated. So we don't actually have the part of the brain that we need for higher level thinking, like solutions and problem solving. We're in our limbic system. We're all worked up and in emotion. All of us, parents, kids, you cannot be super angry and super creative at the same time or empathetic or compassionate. We have to support each other in growing here. We have to model and teach and practice self-regulation over and over again. It has to become common language in your home. We have to check in with each other and share our mistakes and celebrations when self-regulation happens. This isn't a teen problem. This is a human struggle. We are emotional beings, living and loving emotional beings. It's super messy. Bringing it back to school starting, right? I mean, I kind of went off there, but I'm bringing it back to now here we are at the start of a a new school year and your kids might be on edge for the next few weeks. In fact, I would guess that I would say they will be on edge on some level for the next few weeks. They might be a little more tense, a little more triggered, a little more emotional. They are navigating an insecure environment and trying to make sense of their role in it. The pandemic continues to be a reality. They are flowing with their friend groups or trying to find friend groups. They're back in a classroom dealing with in-person, you know, with teachers and academic expectations. They're crushing on people and maybe those people are crushing on them, maybe not. 
They are concerned about the opinions of others to a fault sometimes, even the ones who say they don't care. They care. It's tough out there. It is tough out there for our teens. So just to remind you, here's what you can do. You can validate their feelings. Validate that it's tough. Listen to their experiences without judgment, criticism, or giving your opinions, unless you have permission. So ask for permission. Can I offer you something? Can I tell you what I think about that? Do a family brainstorm about how to communicate with each other in a way that feels good to everyone in the family. Make a timeout plan, like timeout, T.O., right? Take care of yourself and state your boundaries with your teen. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this was helpful today. It feels really good to be back recording a solo show. I've missed all of you. Um, I feel really excited and passionate about the topic today. And if you are listening and filled with a lot of, "Ah, I, I need more support than just listening to this podcast because you're having this dynamic in your house where you have a teen who gets really angry and can't seem to hold it together. If you're curious about how to put all of this into practice, I'm super excited to tell you that I have a six week parenting with positive discipline class starting on Thursday, September 23rd from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific and space is available. This is a class designed for parents of middle and high schoolers. It's a super high touch interactive class, space is limited. I like to keep the group small, so I cap it at 20, so that I can really get to know you and your family and offer you the support you need. So if you're into that, and you should be, because man, these teen years are like nothing we see coming, right? You can sign up now at joyfulcourage.com slash seasons. And if you have any questions, you can shoot me an email at Casey at joyfulcourage.com. Super passionate about this work with teenagers. I'm excited for this fall and all of the resources, conversations, and thoughts that I'm going to be sharing with you about this crazy time of parenting. Next week, I'll be back with a brand new interview. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget you can get the seven tips for connecting with your teen as well as podcast updates and offers from Joyful Courage by joining my email list, joyfulcourage.com slash email. Do it now so we can be even more connected. Also, be sure to follow me in all the places. I love connecting with you on social media. If you feel inspired and you haven't already, please, pretty, 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 please do me a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I'm always working hard to stand out and make a huge impact on families around the globe. Your review helps the show to be seen by even more parents. If the review thing isn't your jam, just snap a screenshot and share it on Instagram or Facebook. Tag me, Joyful Courage, and I will repost it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, friends, deep breath. Write it into your body. Find your balcony seat for perspective and trust that everyone is going to be okay. See you next week.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.